Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to another Fed Heads from the Association of Government Accountants, PDT 2019. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Carlos Hotel. We miss Robert Shea terribly, but you're doing a bang-up job. I'm sure he's getting sunburned somewhere. That's probably the case, yes. and deservedly so, <laughs> That's right. since he couldn't be bothered to show up for mm-hmm. this. We continue the conversation about financial management and government. Happy to welcome Owen Barwell, the uh, Chief Financial Officer at the Energy Department's National Renewable Energy Lab. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Okay. Thank you. And uh, former Deputy CFO and Acting CFO at the Energy Department. Welcome. It's nice to see Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. What good do you think the theme is, or big takeaway, or whatever people are talking about at this conference? You know, it's it's been uh, a treat to come back to the conference. I've been away from it for a couple of three years. Um, I was fortunate enough to sit on a panel session talking about the state of the CFO mm-hmm. uh, through the AGA CFO uh, survey. And, uh, you know, having moved out to Colorado um, nearly six years ago now, um, it's it's been uh, really good to to get back into the community and connect with a bunch of people and get really do get a sense of what's going on. And... I, th- I think to get to your question, I draw upon one of um, my comments I made yesterday that uh, you know we tend to forget uh, as we consider the state of the, the CFO community how much we have achieved in the last two, three decades, uh, particularly since the CFO Act uh, was was enacted, and that's what I picked up a little bit. There's a you know there's a still a cry for some sort of leadership from policymakers through the president's management uh, agenda um, and 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 also legislation and fixes and challenges with budgets and resources um, and again I think uh, we, we try I try and bring a positive note that hey we're in pretty good shape we've achieved a lot and I think as we look forward there are a bunch of advances in the uh, in the space that I think are going to bring a, a huge amount of opportunity and interesting mm-hmm. stuff to do. It's terrific. So, so over that time, the CFO, the role has evolved, right, from the CFO Act, financial statement, audits, et cetera. So maybe give your perspectives on how that role's evolved and how you see it evolving in the next five or ten years. Yeah, of course. And uh, I, I also have to confess missing Robert in this uh, in, in, in this period. Um, please don't. Please. <laughs> please, please uh, feel free. Feel still feel free to, you know, you know, poke oh, I can needle him. I, I was uh, anticipating him being here and my opening remark was going to be along the lines of, I love listening to your podcast, but I think it lacks something. Uh, humor. But uh, <laughs> um, but that's all down to Robert, I think. But no, I, again, um, it's a good question, Carlos. Uh, uh, and, and looking forward, um, you know, my experience at the at the lab, for example, uh, when I arrived there, we had a good bookkeeping function. Uh, we kept the book straight. Uh, we published financials, but we really didn't help um, in a, a in a strategic way help the lab and our leadership team um, put us on a path to help execute uh, our mission strategy. And so today, very very different. Uh, we have quality uh, financials uh, plans and forecasts. We have use the financial platform to provide operational information for our for our leadership team and so we're we're able to guide our leadership team in executing strategy for the lab and you know that's a very very different function than just making sure you're audit ready and get your get your numbers squared away and so what i'm looking for in the next handful of years uh, we we need to continue to be brilliant at the basics um, if you don't do that 
you can't do all the other interesting stuff. Uh, and then, I, I, you know, as I look at our technology platforms, it, again, it's kind of interesting because we've we've done a lot to modernize our business systems platform. We have done that in the federal government too, with the introduction of ERPs and cloud technologies and specific uh, solutions um, to, to help agencies modernize their technology. But at the same time, that's enabled a huge amount of other opportunity. And so what I see is a, a continuation of, of a high infusion of technology, investments in technology. Um, and then underlying all of this, um, you know, you've, you've got to be, you've got to have the workforce in place to be able to support that. And so continuing to um, attract talent, uh, bring it on board, figure out how you recognize and reward talent, uh, it's going to be a continuing challenge. But, um, you know, I think there's enough compelling work to be able to offer folks opportunities in this, in the, either federal government or the, the people that serve and help, uh, help it. How did you get from where you were when you got there to where you are today, where the CFO is a strategic partner with the rest of the leadership <laughs> there? That, that strikes me it's as maybe all, the most important and hardest transition in all of the things that we're, yeah, we're talking it, about. It's all myself, Francis, but I'm far, <laughs> uh, far too humble to, uh, of to course recognize you are. that. Oh, but, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it's having a vision of what the organization should look like. And um, I mean, I joke about my role in that, but I think... Uh, you know, you, you look at um, the, the technology stuff is relatively straightforward. You, you, you know, you pretty much know what you need and where you, where you need to move towards. Changing the way you do business um, can be a little tough too, but I, I think it's what I'm most proud of and I think is, has been most impactful uh, over the, the six years is really building an organization that's delivering against that, that vision and um, works in the lab in a, in a, in a way that, that helps us get there. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, when I first arrived, um, when I was looking at opportunities to recruit, um, I would say we're probably recruiting 80% of our folks from outside the lab. Mm-hmm. And today, um, because we focused on getting the right kind of talent in place, um, people you want to work with, um, we really are um, able to put a succession plan in place that's such when opportunities pop up or people leave or we're growing, we really recruit from within. So I think to, to help get from where we were six years ago to where we are today, I think it's, it's predominantly the people we have in our organization. And so what kind of resistance did you have? Did you have to overcome resistance or was everybody on board with the changing role of the finance function? Uh, yes. Um, you know, it's uh, with over 2,000 people now at the lab, um, two-thirds are scientists and researchers. The vast majority are PhDs. You know, I say, uh, used to say, that with so many people trying to be CFO, you would think it'd be my uh, make my job a lot, a lot easier. Um, but I think it's really it, it's resistance. Um, I wouldn't say uh, direct resistance to change. I, I think my experience was really the lab didn't really understand uh, what it meant to have a CFO organization in place, and so a lot of it was of, of our work was demonstrating the value, the skills, mm-hmm. the impact that we can have by having a really good CFO organization right. in place. And again, that comes down to the people that we want them uh, focused on serving our customer, but also have the skills and the, and the, the diligence to make sure we have our in- internal controls in place and that we're, we're not committing the lab to, to stuff that we shouldn't be doing. But yeah, a lot of it's just been about education and experience and demonstrating that you know, just because we're not a scientist uh, doesn't mean that we, we don't care about the mission. And, and we, we very much do. We're very, very passionate people that are focused on trying to save the planet uh, through the work that we do. So, 
yeah, it's, it, it's not not always been easy along the way there, uh, Carlos, but um, I think you just get, get it done by doing it. What would you advise somebody to do that either you did and it worked or you didn't do and you wish you would have or whatever, or maybe avoid something you tried and someone else should avoid? if they're in the same situation that you were in when you went there six years ago? Yeah, just building on my last comments, um, you know, I, th- I thought that uh, by, uh, we're, we're in management and operations contractor running the FFRDC, so we're GOCO, and so I, I serve on, uh, as a, uh, an officer of our corporation. And I'm the chief financial officer, and I report to the lab director. I, this is where I got it wrong, um, that I thought that I could come in and say, hey, I'm the CFO, this is the way things are going to get done around here. And, and unfortunately, I didn't realize that when you make it at the, the lab, there's a tendency that when you make a decision, that's an invitation to start the debate. And so... Uh, it was an opening <laughs> bid. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. And so what, what I've learned over, the, over time is to really... Um, try and notch down in the organization figure out that there really are about 50 or 60 people that run the place and they're not always the people in the organization charts and so to try and establish a relationship with those people um, again through demonstrating value having good people on your team um, helping them solve problems and so I think that's where I didn't I did not do a great job to start with which Mm -hmm. is just assuming you know having come from positions before where when you say something or make a decision things get done and it's not the environment that we're in. So the broad theme, I think, is really take time to figure out the culture of your organization, how it works, and then figure out ways that you can actually influence changing that if you need to. Mm-hmm. So the, the mission, right, I know it's something that you're very passionate about. Maybe talk a little bit about that and how has that also maybe helped you in transforming or how you see the future with emerging technologies, et cetera? Yeah, so we are um, one of 17 national labs um, in the Department of Energy. Um, m- most of them are GOCOs. And our, we've been around for just over 40 years. And our primary purpose is really to focus, to be the department's uh, singular focus on uh, renewable energy and related technologies. And I think it's we're at a really interesting time right now because, you know, 40 years ago we were starting to work on wind turbines and solar panels and now much of these technologies are out in the marketplace and so our focus is on basic R&D, early stage R&D and the things that we're working on are are really quite um, interesting at at 40 years on Um, and so we're looking not just at continuing to improve these technologies through material science or uh, or working with um, uh, engineering and a whole bunch of other stuff we're figuring out how do we connect all of these technologies? Uh, how do we put all of these intermittent generating power technologies on a grid that's 50, 60 years old? And how do you do it securely with um, obvious cybersecurity threats that, that are out there? And so it's, it's fun working in an environment where we are doing basic R&D. We're doing things that you can actually see have a, a pretty huge impact on the, for the nation and for the, for the world. Um, but I, I think it sometimes um, you talk about new technologies and, and bringing those into the mission support side. Sometimes it's, that's, that's a challenge because there's not necessarily the connection between you know, the, the group of scientists that are, are developing enzymes that eat plastics to turn them back into their source materials and now you've got value in, in waste and now you have a, a commodity. 
they're not the people that are going to go, why are you investing, you know, I support your investment in Oracle ERP or um, I don't really want to move, move to concur to the cloud because I'm quite happy with, uh, you know, getting my uh, expenses claimed in, in, the, in the current way. And so that transition, I mean, it, it's a very high-tech environment, but it, you still have those challenges as, as a mission support organization convincing the mission that, hey, you've got to put a buck in here to, to get a return, ultimately that's going hit, to hit the mission. But it's it's easy. It's it ma does make it easier when you have a workforce that really appreciates uh, high tech. That's where I wanted to kind of wrap things up, Owen. Where are you getting the people that you need to be able to? You referenced a little bit earlier about your recruitment numbers and where they're coming from. But where ultimately is the next generation of financial managers going to come from? Yeah, it's um, it, it's it's a good question and. I think we have our own challenges in the, the Denver marketplace, in the Colorado marketplace. And, you know, we, uh, if you're a PhD microbiologist, there are probably in Denver two or three places that you're going to be able to work. If you're uh, coming out of school with a degree in finance or your master's and MBA, there, there is so much opportunity in, in Denver uh, that we compete with a, in a much bigger market um, th than our scientists. And I think there's a tendency to, I, I kind of rail on my team a little bit uh, sometimes, that um, they're, they're complaining that when we put a requisition out, right, we, we follow similar uh, hiring processes as our, as our clients, but when, uh, when we put a rec out, we're complaining HR and the recruiters have not delivered as quality resumes. And I, I rail on my guys a little bit um, say, well, that, that's, that's not entirely their fault. You need to be out in the marketplace, you need to be networking, building your own pipeline, establishing relationships such that when we have opportunities we can bring people in. And so I think um, you know it's a very competitive market. What, what I'm trying to do is build those relationships, build the, with organizations and schools uh, to make sure we do have a pipeline uh, of folks around there. And you know, it's it's. We had an inter we, when I arrived, we didn't have an intern program uh, set one up. We d we have one now, and it's the the quality of the candidates and the the schools are getting better and better every year. Um, so I, you know, it's I think it's just being out there, Francis, and and, and hustling and getting a network and and convincing people to, um, to to show interest in the lab. And it's you know we cannot necessarily offer. Uh, high pay. Um, we don't have stock options and, and uh, uh, an enriching um, bonus scheme, but we have enough, I think. Um, and then when you combine what we do and the work environment that we have with what we're after able to comp compensate, it's turning out to be a pretty, um, a mm -hmm. pretty compelling argument. And so, but you know, it's not easy. It's hard work. You just got to keep on it. Always I, I know uh, you like the Denver area for the outdoors yes. and stuff. So, how how are you doing? Uh, making sure that making the most of that, and are you still training for triathlons? And still doing all of that stuff, Carlos. Um, yeah, I didn't ski until I got out there, and so regular skier and enjoy of snow sports, uh, winter sports. And uh, over the summer, it's mountain biking, road biking, swimming, running, hiking. It's all that the usual stuff. So uh, it's a good, it's a timely question to add on to my prior comment mm -hmm. that uh, there uh, are plenty of things yeah. to enjoy about uh, NREL and its environs, and uh, it's also a good recruiting tool too. So yeah. Oh, it's I'm, great I'm to see you. It. It's been a while since I've seen you, and I'm happy to have a chance to sit down and talk to you, Carlos. Fantastic to be I, with you. As hey, always. one episode where we didn't mention the E don't, word. Don't oh. do that. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. 
All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.